great testimony this morning. If you missed last week, I'm so sorry for you. But I know sometimes life intervenes, but it was awesome. Yes, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. So last week, I received my... Oh, I'm good. I got it now. Okay, now. <laughs> I received my baptism of the Holy Spirit last week. And...
thanks to these two people right here in the Spurzo. I only I got from this group. I thank you all because I'm now officially off parole. This place has got me strong spiritually, physically, and mentally. And I thank you all for that. I thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> yeah, God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you.
Praise God. Amen. Thank you. 
should turn along talking to Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. <clears throat> If you're giving money away, you can give me some. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. She said no. 55. For those of you that were here Sunday for the guest speaker, how many knows what her message was about? Longhorn Steak. Her whole message, Longhorn State. Longhorn State. Heard her whole family go out, they go to Longhorn for steak. They like everything eating there, and the best is her husband likes steak. She was talking about steak, but she was not talking about steak. How many got that? She was talking about, she was trying to whet your appetite. That's what she was doing. Now, <clears throat> I got, how many ever heard the saying, the proverbial carrot? Yeah. <laughs> you know why they said that? Who knows what this is? The donkey. The donkey. They call him a few other things. <laughs> that was to stir his appetite. Okay? That's what that carrot was all about. To make him hungry. Amen. To make him move. Yes. He didn't want to move. They don't want to move. I know because we used to ride in with a group, about 30 or 40 of us. And we had horses, and her brother had a mule. <laughs> and to train that mule, he'd tear off a little branch, and he'd have a branch. And he'd tap that donkey between the ears to distract him because he didn't want to do what he wanted him to do to go to the right to go to the left to go ahead stand still he did that to distract his attention and that's like she kept talking to you all the time about longhorn steak longhorn steak well, she made me so hungry my wife couldn't make her longhorn steak <laughs> but the key that really set the whole message off was that sister right there. She'd get up here, and so many people, individuals, I'm not going to give you the symbolism of this guy. We got all grown-ups in here. See, they call them a jackass. They're bullheaded. They're stubborn. Jesus called them stiff-necked. Okay? They don't want to listen. We did the same thing when we were growing up, every one of you, but don't raise your hand. Just once. I'll put mine, just once. I'll put mine up because my mom told me to do something, I did just the opposite. Huh? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, you do. <clears throat> You're argumentative. I used to tell my wife that, I said, when you went to school, she, I tell her she's vaccinated with a phonograph needle. We ride in a car, I can ride 150 miles and I don't say a word. She's talking and talking and talking. She said, why don't you say something? I said, I don't have to. You're doing all the talking. And I said, what did you do when you went to school? She said,
said, why? I said, what was the first thing the teacher told you to do? Don't talk, because I'm talking. Right? Now, do you know that's in the Bible? How many knew that was in the Bible? So the teacher didn't think it up. The school board didn't come up with that. Brilliant as they aren't. That's in the Bible. He said, be quick to hear and slow to speak. That's why I give you two ears and one mouth. That's my saying. That's my attitude. But the state that she talked about constantly, and I sit there and I just wondered how many people was curious that all she talked about, the whole message, she didn't open her Bible, she didn't read no scripture, she didn't preach nothing. And I, I've heard people say that they went away from church. Pastor, you didn't even open your Bible. I don't have to. I have it in here. I study it all, every day, all day long, all week long. Study it. You got it in here. Now, you open it for other people's benefit that don't study. <clears throat> but you have it in your heart. It's supposed to be in your heart. David said in the book of Psalms, he said, I have hid thy word. Where? He didn't say his head. He said he didn't hide it in his head. He hid it in his heart. See, people hear, but they go away because they're not receptive. They never receive in their spirit. When that young lady was down there praying, and I seen the Holy Ghost. See, I've witnessed the Holy Ghost 50 years. I know what it is when I see the signs of it. I said, honey, let's pray for her. And I said, God's going to baptize her with the Holy Ghost. See, now, Hebrews talks about three baptisms. You're baptized when you're born again into the body of Christ. The second baptism is water baptism, and that's as far as church goes. Most of the church don't go any further. They miss the best part. They miss the best part. And in the book of Acts, they talked about them going on into the third baptism, and they say about <clears throat> being baptized in the Spirit. They said, what Spirit? We didn't know there was any Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Now, how many knows the Bible says you cannot come to God unless, say unless, the Spirit draw him. You're not drawn to God by church membership. You're not drawn to God by reading your Bible. You're not drawn to God by coming to church. You're not going, uh, come to God by paying your tithes. Now, they're all, they should all happen after you come to God. But then the next thing is, you get water baptized. When I baptized some people in our swimming pool, because we don't have one here, we were going to put a pool in here. But I started baptizing in a swimming pool, and, and one person said to me about being sprinkled, I said, no, you have to bring a towel, because we're, we're going to dunk you. And I said, if you're real bad or real ornery, <laughs> Like this guy. I'm going to hold you under and count to ten. One lady said, really? I said, no, I'm just kidding. I said, I'm like Billy Crystal. I'm a kidder. I'm just kidding. But the character of this person is because he's so stubborn. He's got a made-up mind. He goes when he wants to go. He stops when he wants to stop. He sits down when he wants to sit down. He don't eat if he don't want to eat. Very stubborn. Very stubborn character. So the proverbial character of, of the owner 
was to entice him to go forward. And that's exactly what Jesus did in the scripture. When Jesus talked in the scripture, he used parables. Parables are relating to stories that are well known. Okay, I'm going to read one to you here. And there's many of them. I mean, there's many parables. I had one guy at the shop one time. He said to me, he said, hey, come here. He said, you're a Christian, ain't you? I said, you said so. See, don't be quick to answer people. Let them, let them do the talking. I said, you said so. He said, well, I think you are. And he said, uh, he said to me, he said, uh, why does Jesus talk in untrue stories? I said, excuse me? I said, why does he talk in untrue stories? I said, give me one. I said, give me an untrue story, and I'll give you a true story. He couldn't think of none. I said, do birds have nests? Well, yeah. I said, did he supply them with worms? Yeah. I said, that's a parable. That's what he uses to teach the word. And I said, the farmer, the sower, everybody in Israel, if you lived in Israel, everybody in the Middle East in that area should know the farmer. He plowed up the ground, and then he went with his bag of seed, and he scattered the seed on the ground after he prepared the ground. He had to prepare the ground first. <laughs> Okay, you have to prepare your heart. Your heart is your inward man. You have to understand your makeup. All those people think they consist of is this. Human reasoning. Human reasoning. I know it all. I went to school. I got an education. That's all they rely on. And you're going to be falsely misled because it's not about your head. You very seldom read scripture in the Bible about the head, but the heart. He talks constantly about the heart. That's the inward man. It's not this thing that beats. Like when I went with Sister Judy, that thing used to thump. <laughs> My dad asked me what was the matter. He said, you're lost. You're not with it. I said, that's because I'm in love. That's what I told him. I said, I'm in love. I used to tell him that, and he, he laughed and said, you're crazy. But that heart repulsitated. I said, I couldn't wait. I worked in a farm, and I was busy. On the farm, you didn't punch in or punch out. You just worked till you started and finished when you were done. No matter if the stars came out or the moon or whatever, you just kept on working. But I couldn't wait to go see Sister Judy. I wanted to see Sister Judy, and that thing repulsitated. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> It's the organ that pumps the blood, but your heart is your inner desire. What desire is in there? What's in there will come out of you. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. I talk to people all the time. They talk about work. They talk about their spouse. They talk about their kids. They talk about their vehicle. They talk about how much money they make or how much money they don't make. But you very seldom hear them talk about God. That's right. God's last on the list. He's not even on the list. Hello? How many understand what I'm saying? Now? I'm trying to be gentle now. I'm trying to be nice about this. But it's really, you've got to dangle that carrot. That's what Jesus did. I did that for so that you could all see with your natural eye what you should see with your spiritual eye. 